Hello, I'm nobody, but you're listening to the Cashers Corner podcast. Welcome back to the Cashers Corner Podcast. We're your hosts, Zor. And Reverend Slippery. And uh, this is our uh, our summer podcast. We actually skipped July, <laughs> as it turns out, between the two of us and other people. There was just no time. <laughs> too much going on and too little going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much to talk about. Not much news really to report in the month of July and just... My work schedules had me crazy with the travel. I'm back on the road again tomorrow. So the travel was good. <laughs> the, the travel for, was good for me as well. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yes, I'll uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so news. Uh, I put a few things here. I don't know if you can think of anything else, but because uh, we're going back a little ways, but we uh, we launched the Riverview Sunfest 2012. We launched the uh, GeoCoin yeah. Challenge put on by the town of Riverview. And uh, I would say that the understatement would be that it went well. <laughs> There's 54 logs on the first day. Oh, wow. And, the, and the, the coins came out. Well, really, most people got Some people got them at the event on uh, the Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. An event. But by the next Friday, the coins were completely gone. Yeah. All I, I was. I got back because I was on the road. Yeah. And I got back, I think it was Sunday. Sunday or Monday. I think I had actually taken Monday as a, a day off for my travel. And I went and I got the six caches and got the coin because I knew they were going fast. And then, as it turns out, this morning, yeah, this morning or yesterday, I realized I hadn't logged Sunfest one, so oh, I ended really? up getting my, you know, uh, geocache international geocaching oh. day souvenir by logging that cache. I got so- my souvenir to, while we're talking about that up north. Um, it's really cool. I'll t- talk about it because we got time. Sure. Nemo hit a cache, and um, Nemo died. I hit a cache up north. At a memorial for a family that everybody died in this house fire back in 1924. There's a memorial there. Okay. And he hit a cache near there to get people to the memorial. He explains the memorial. He got an email months later saying, your information is wrong. Somebody survived. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. It was what the survivor's grandson. Oh, wow. Who was a geocacher from Ontario. And I thought it was awesome and sent Nemo a personal email. So Nemo said, how about you adopt it and I'll do maintenance on it. You can own it. So this cashier now owns it, and Nemo does the maintenance. That's awesome. So we went to do maintenance on it because someone said it was missing, but it was right where he left it. So I got the log by fine on that cache, and the owner sent Nemo an email later that day thanking him for that's Wow. Kind of, that's kind of a cool story. So somebody from Ontario owns a cache in Pukmush area. That's really cool. Yeah, that's that's, kind of that is really nice. Yeah, Nemo's the type of guy that just loves that. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the Riverview Sunfest coins went quickly. Yes. Very, Jeez. very quickly. Seems like that's a, uh, a pretty... Given the fact that the Riverview Tourism or whoever, Parks and Recreation, whoever it is that's behind it. It's Parks and Rec. Is it Parks and Rec? That's what I thought, yeah. Um, given that there seems to be such a a big, I don't know, not rush, but a big push on the geocaching. They seem really, really keen on it. They all they, like it. They all tell me they love seeing the people come in and talking to the people when they get their coins. So, And they've anted up another 100 coins for... The fall, they'll probably do another 100 in the winter if we want. Wow. So they said they'll let us know when they run out of money or they want to move on to. And I said, if you ever want to move on to something else, you know, feel free. You've done yeah. geocaching. 
this is the fourth coin. Yeah. I said, if you guys want to move on, we certainly won't be offended. You no. guys have been really good They're Fantastic us. partners. Like, really, really, really easy. And it's definitely bringing, you know, people are kind of getting used to this now, knowing that Riverview's producing this, this geocaching challenge on a regular basis. And it's least. easy to get, and it's geocaching. Yeah, yeah. It's caches. Yeah. Real, real simple. So, yeah. which is really good. So, there will be an event October, it's not here because you don't know about it, but yeah. <laughs> October 12th, I think, is going to be the event for the Harvest Festival, a country music theme. Okay. And our event is actually going to be at the Chocolate River Station again on the night that they're having some local country music bands play. Okay, so cool. I'm combining the event with what they're doing okay. so that we can go and have an event and listen to some oh, local, cool. local artists at the same time. Cool. Because the last time we had it at the Chocolate River Station, we just had this giant big room with chairs, and it was kind of boring. <laughs> this time we'll have... Some entertainment. Some entertainment. It won't be me or Nemo. And that's, uh, you said the 12th of October? I believe it's the 12th of October. It hasn't been confirmed, but it's 99%. Okay, cool, cool. Because I was supposed to be on the road that week, actually. Okay. And I just found out on Friday that that's been moved to September. So I should actually be here, I hope. (laughs) So... uh, Speaking of other events that we've been, uh, Cash has been working on, another one that you you sort of ran with was the... uh, (laughs) You did. (laughs) You did the whole thing. (laughs) I'm joking. Um, The Capturing the Bay... Yeah, which was uh, which was fantastic. Um, I heard the you know the event went well and people were quite happy with it. About thirty people at the event. Quite a few people um, really enjoyed it. The owners of the four places, the board of directors, were there. The yeah, president, and he loves the idea, and they're already getting benefits from it because people there's over thir- close to thirty fines now on them. Okay, so that's thirty people that paid. Plus, if they had family members that paid yep. to get in, that's true. And the, the only problem is the coins. They ordered them very late. They were supposed to be here the first week of September. They're not going to be here till the no, first week of August. Now they're not here till September seventh. They're saying. okay. So anybody who submitted their thing, they will get it. Robin already called me. Okay, for cool. Monday, and they will be sent out. Okay, good. First week of September. Because that's a that was a really different kind of challenge for New Brunswick. Like I don't think we've seen something yes, quite like that before. It's combined with four. Two private places and two and a provincial and a federal place. Yeah, so that's it's it's really nice to see that the cooperation between them, all four of them, plus the geocaching community yeah. together. Well, they feed off the same tourists. All yeah, four of them. They want yeah. to get them to go into each spot, and this helped. Yeah, and the family from Ontario that was at the race. Oh yes, that's they true. completed the eight caches and are happily waiting for their coin. Cool. Yeah, that's really really cool. Right on. So good. So hopefully, you know, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be able to continue. Any other new projects like that? Obviously, with the cuts to funding, yeah. more of that has having come back. And it's, more. it's quite interesting because Cape and Ra- at um, Hopewell Rocks, there's two geocachers there that are helping me out. Mm-hmm. Two current geocachers that are looking after things. <laughs> Cape and Rage, um, the uh, rappelling guys thought it was really cool, and they're kind of looking after my cache. They know where it is. Okay. Funday, of course, has Robin. Yeah. And then down in um, the trailway, a uh, Night Blossom. Okay, yes, that's right. Blossom works there. Okay. Summer. Yeah, but but they have a, a camp there, and they know the owners and stuff like yeah. that. So I have sort of an we have an inn there as well. That's, we that's good trouble. though. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it a little easier as opposed to, I mean, when you're when you're dealing with people no. that don't know what a geocache is. Yeah, exactly. And and knowing that whoever you're dealing with within each group, matter, regardless of what it is, that there's somebody that understands what they need to do. If you call them, and you know, it's it's not that. It's not that we're lazy, but you know, like if if we had to go and do maintenance on three of those, that's that's a lot to go out and do, and it's, somebody, it's good to be able to have others that can help us. Uh, one of the caches at Fun Day, somebody DNF'd it, and it was the the very easy one at the entrance, and I was a little bit concerned. 
Then they later changed their log to a find. And uh, that's Matt moving the patio furniture around. <laughs> We're outside tonight. Um, they said that they went into the office to get their 2010 coin because they got those caches. The person said that they've had a couple caches they've already replaced and didn't even tell me. And I didn't even know they needed maintenance. So I don't really? know. Yeah, so they're doing maintenance before I even know it needs maintenance. <laughs> Jeez. So everything is okay. That's good. But he said that they've already replaced a couple. Now, with, with the Fundy, I saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of DNF logs come in. You want to move that too? Sure. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, I saw a bunch of DNF logs come in because I don't know if you've been watching those or not to see if if it's just one-offs. But it was I noticed there was like a bunch for uh, I think it was Lumbering Village was one of them that I don't know if that's I, I saw a handful of DNFs come in off that and I don't know if that's related to the maintenance or yeah that could be the one I I, um, I never I never noticed I see a DNF I'll wait for a couple of course and then yeah. if there's a couple then I'll call Robin and she'll run in and check. But she's also monitoring them as well. Yeah, yeah. So she's going taking the upper hand and cool. And, and yeah, going with that. Right on. So, uh, in other news for New Brunswick, the, uh, the Maritime Mega Two has officially been published. Yep. So now in the uh, list of events that are coming in the next year, you'll now see that little Mega icon at the top until uh, July twentieth of next year. Um, so I know the folks from Fredericton that are, are handling the, the publishing and managing the Mega were quite excited to actually, you know, there was no hiccups. They got approved as a Mega immediately. Right away, yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was really, really good. And, um, it looks like it's, you know, the ball's kind of rolling with that a little bit, going pretty good. We are involved with that, by the way, just to let people know that Matt and I have been at their meetings and we're discussing things with them. We're not... We're not really organizing it, but we're offering assistance. Yeah, we're more of, you know, Cache of New Brunswick being the the kind of go-to spot for geocaching in our province. You know, we kind of wanted to, to participate in any way we were avail- available or any way we could. So I think we're going to handle some of the, primarily the, the, the web and the, the, the web and the data services for them. So they seem quite happy with that. And we, we had a big meeting with them and, and worked out a lot of the, the, the details and stuff. So I think... Uh, I think we're going to be able to offer them some stuff that'll be pretty cool. We want to make it a little bit different, just yeah. And so. looking probably first of November, you might see some the website up. Yeah, hopefully before, but that's yeah. around that time. That's that's yeah, that's the target time. Hopefully, we're not releasing any top secret information. I don't think we are. <laughs> no, I don't. People think... know there's a website coming. Yeah. So, um, and it seems that there's definitely interest from people outside of just our region. Yeah. Um, I do know, as we were discussing before. We started recording. There was another mega on this end of the U.S. Yeah, that's unfortunately on the same day. So that you know, there's a possibility that that may cut into some of our American visitors. But you're going to have people that are are going to be like, "Hey, we've never been to New Brunswick. You know, well, what's that all about? What's what's different?" So hopefully, and our website will be so much better. <laughs> we'll have all cool flashing lights and gizmos. And... Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> None of that silliness, eh? But uh, it's it's. I think there must be close to 130 will attends. Oh, yeah. Nemo actually attended it for a day and then changed his log. He put a <laughs> will attend by him. Is that attended. what that is? I saw. I was going through yeah. the will attends today, actually. He just I was so excited. He, he really wants to go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that it, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. That's, uh, that's something to look forward to for next year. So, I mean, you have, you know, Fundy in May and then the Mega in July and any other th- kind of things that are going on next year. So, that'll be, uh, that'll be cool. Um, as far as other little news, um, little website news for those who haven't noticed, um, this weekend 
the uh, a new uh, feature on Cash Up New Brunswick was enabled, and it is uh, recent logs. So if you actually go on to um, Cash Up New Brunswick on the homepage, directly below the little slider, you'll now see a new slider, which goes left to right, and it's uh, it's real time logs. So you're actually seeing logs within the province of New Brunswick that have been posted to a uh, a cache, um, and we're getting them. And uh, we have our little secret formula of how we've got that working. Um, but I, I, I really like it. it. I think it really adds a new a new element. People can actually see you know caches that are that people are interested in and that are actually logging. And I was online this evening, and I was on Cash Up. And I, I heard my email go off. I didn't check it right away. I was just <laughs> listening. And I look up in the uh, the new, uh, what, what are we calling it? <laughs> Recent logs. Recent slider. logs. Slider thing. <laughs> and there was a DNF on my cache. That was the email that was in my Oh, was box. it? So I went and checked, and the cache is still there. <laughs> so Ninja Jedi, you go look for it. It's there. Oh, I saw. I I'm actually talking to him right now live on. I just told <laughs> I him actually, where it is. So. I actually saw that today when I was. Yeah. I saw the little blue. And so for those who are kind of curious a little bit about it, I can I can tell you that uh, right now the way it works is um, it's only really monitoring um, about between 30 and 50 kilometer radius around Moncton, Fredericton, and St. John. So there's a, there's a there's basically a circle radius around those three points. Um, anywhere outside of that, logs are not being detected right now, just because of the way we're we're doing it. Um, but that is to be corrected. This was sort of the first version to make sure that we had it working. And um, so now that that's we've got it working and, and we're pretty happy with it, we're going to uh, expand to include other parts of the province. There's some areas that we don't have to do at all. Like you could cover the entire province, but you want to get the biggest areas. The biggest areas where there's towns or cities, um, like Fundy Park, you'd probably want to have some uh, something down there. Just Jeff, different geographical areas within well, the province. Karaket, Shippigan, Bathurst area now, that yeah. was dead two years ago, is now crazy. Yeah. Um, it, there's just so many caches up But if you go, like, like, almost the middle, like, sort of north of Fredericton and, like, the center yeah. of the province, it's kind of a dead zone. There's not like much. Mount Carlton area? <laughs> That that particular area, like there's 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 a few, like they're scattered, but you know the focus of most uh, most caches tend to be in the uh, in either well specific parks like Fundy is the big one. Yeah. There's some there's some near the Cushabaquack and Highway 11 and that kind of thing, but the, uh, the the center of the province where there really isn't very much, you know. So that's a matter of us looking at the map and going, okay, you know, here we'll we'll pick <clears> these areas <throat> and, and grab them. Yeah. But, but yeah, you'll get uh, found logs, DNFs. Uh, attendance, I believe attendance shows up for events, and it's for traditionals, puzzles, events, and I don't know if multis are in there yet. I never noticed. Before. Um, but yeah, there are. We don't need notes or, no, or, or like, needs or needs maintenance or maintenance logs. Really. No, so so that's kind of you know that that's our new our new thing. Um, we actually showed it to uh, Nate Irish from Groundspeak, who loved it. He thought it was very cool. He thought it was uh, we were very uh, clever in our. Uh, yep. mechanism of actually uh, being able to pull that off. So they were very, very happy with that, which we're very happy about. One thing I've, I'm finding is there's a lot of geocachers out there that I've never heard the name of. You know what? Because it's, they're it's not true. visiting the, 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 the Facebook page or Cash Up or, or, or any of the other sites, so you don't see them. Yeah. You realize how many people don't really get into the online part of it, you know, it's, the social it's, part. It's a very interesting point because it is true in the fact that the the... The Facebook groups, the the associations, 
the cache at New Brunswick users, they're all really a small subset of the geocaching population of the province. So yep. that's kind of, uh, it's almost inspiration in some ways to try and let them know that, hey, look, you know, there, there's all this other stuff that you might not be aware of. And it's, yep. it's you know, it's kind of interesting to see that. So. Well, the leading Atlantic Canada geocachers, two gypsies with no moss between their toes, are uh, logging caches on um, Cable Guy's uh, Poirier Office Road right now. <laughs> are they? They're, they're coming through. They're logging them. <laughs> they're coming in so now. So they're in for their numbers. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I, I got to say that uh, that new recent log thing is, is probably one of my... One of my favorites right now. The the hovers were the big one now. Now I think the recent logs is the hovers you still can't well, beat. The, the hover <laughs> the hovers still working the recent log. <laughs> yeah, it's true too. But the the thing I find funny is what you were mentioning the other day when we were um, it might have been at the race or somewhere else where you're talking about how you know you're on Facebook and you try to hover over a GC code and nothing happens. <laughs> Frustrates. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of uh it's kind of funny. Um, so moving on to just some other events, I know we talked a little bit about, uh, a couple of events, but we, there's been a bunch of other events that have happened since the, the last podcast. Some of these quite a while ago, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there is a, uh, there was the Sunfest one that we already spoke about. Yep. Uh, there was the Capturing the Bay, which we've already talked about. Uh, there was an event in Fredericton called The Boys Are Back, which was, yep. it was, uh, uh Adam, Pad. Adam and, and uh, Ken. Yeah. Uh, from, uh. Newfie Trio? Trio, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were back, so they had a little event in Fredericton, which I think, you know, that was nice for them to have a yeah. kind of a, you know, welcome home kind of thing, which was pretty cool. Um, there was a an event on the 11th of August uh, at the same time as the race, actually, which was called Life at the Lakes, which was a small barbecue corn boil. Yep. That was in the, the St. John region, and I know it was a, a small event. Actually, no, it was in um, Coles Island. Oh, is that where it was? It was in Coles I'm Island. Yeah, okay. Cambridge Narrows. Oh, yes, Cambridge Narrows. That's right. Um yeah, so it was it was a smaller event. The the cashier, I wish I could, I wish I had written down his name because I did have his name. It was like Mulan or Mulan NB, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a new cashier, uh, really excited about having his first event, and you know he had some people come out and and introduce some people to caching. So that that's really really cool. Yes. It's good to see new cashers doing events, especially in new areas. Yes, exactly. Definitely good to see it in new areas. And um, the last event I had listed actually was the uh, the Moncton's Race for Cash. So it was our. Uh, our fifth year. This is the fifth year that the race had. We had we had thirty nine teams register, and thirty five actually attend. We had two no shows and two drop out at the very last minute. So it actually it ended up being the same amount of teams that we had last year. Fewer people, but the same amount of teams. So still like one hundred and forty ish people. I want to say we still cooked a lot of burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> well, we went through all the we went through all the burgers. I think the next race, yeah. uh, Tamara was saying actually, don't buy anywhere near as many hot dogs. Buy more hamburgers. Well, <laughs> the hot dogs will go because you're not a hamburgers. People want to eat. They'll eat a hot dog. Yeah. I think there was only maybe twenty hot dogs left at the oh, end. Oh, was there? Yeah, I did well, my best to finish them off. I just couldn't do it. Well, I know the uh, but I know the hamburgers went pretty like they were just yeah. gone. So I mean that's. You know, get get a few more burgers, but the the race went really well. We had a little bit of rain this year, uh, but I didn't really very little. Very, it didn't really hamper it. I know that the the rain really started coming down near the end when we were doing the yeah. door prizes. Um, but beyond that, it was just a little bit here, a little bit there. I heard a lot of people talk about uh, a lot about some of the different tasks. Uh, a lot of people mentioned the uh, for those who didn't who didn't attend the race or aren't familiar with it. 
Um, racers had to go to the Dieppe Aquatic Center this year and swing on the Tarzan rope. And when they landed in the water and came out, the lifeguard gave them their uh, clue. I heard one team that the sun went. And he did it four times <laughs> because he was he loved the the swing so much he enjoyed it so much he he did it four times and then finally the mum said no 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 we got to get going we're racing. Well, that uh, was people that were there for the fun and not for the win. Yep. Because um, I had a lot of people at my task that just were there for the fun they were taking their time. One couple said oh we stopped and got ice cream along the way <laughs> and then I remind them you're going to be eating another one later on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so it was a good variety of tasks. Yep. Uh, lots of different things. You know, they had to swing a banana and hit ping pong balls, and they... Love YouTube. Uh, yes, and we, we did a, an experiment which worked, but was not promoted very well, and that I can blame on myself. Um, but it was we, our first time it, trying it. First time trying it. We actually broadcasted the race live on YouTube. Um, so if you actually go to... Um, actually, it would be uh, the easiest way to get to it right now would be on the Cash Up Me Runs a Home page in a quickie. Uh, there is actually a page on the Moncton's Race for Cash that actually has all the videos from the live uh, YouTube broadcast, and we did. We, we YouTubed from the start line, the finish line, and the my banana task, and from the roadblock, I think, the, the moosers? moosers? The moosers and the banana task were right one after the other, yeah. so Chris was at one, I was at one, and they were both, and we would swap out the main camera okay. a couple times. Yeah, so... We watch that. So we, we tried that just to see how it would work. And I, I haven't watched all the video, but yeah, right, it's, it's <laughs> like, there's like four hours or four or five hours worth of video but there. But the, the amazing thing is that we shot that, I shot that with my wife's netbook, so the camera wasn't the best. Yeah. Chris was shooting it with his uh, webcam, but we were sync- we were going over our phones. Yeah, it was all like HPSA or 3G. Yeah, we were just turning on the, the hotspot on our phones and connecting and going, and it worked great. It was, yeah. It was a delay, but there's a natural delay to get to YouTube anyway with the yeah, process. I think, I think it was a great sort of uh, beta process. Yeah. Like it was a great test for other things that we can do for Cash Up in the future, like other big events that we're launching. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking it would be really nice to have this all 100% set up for the Mega and maybe broadcast some of the sessions. Oh, that type of stuff. yeah, like the educational ones. Yeah, then. for people who, can't, who, who didn't, couldn't make it or can't go or wanted to do it or, cool. or save it. Save certain sections of it. So anyway, we could do a uh, we could do a live one hour Cashers Corner podcast video live broad- live uh, YouTube broadcast on the, at the event. just like Cashers the Round Tables at the at the at Joe Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. That's that's what we, we do. could have. We could, have we could have a, a nice one. I like that's our that, session. That we could do that yeah. one hour. Sweet, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, so, yeah, race. Race went really, really well. Um, I didn't go broke this year. I, I paid my costs. I was quite happy with that. Well, we do still have one issue, your coins. How many you got left? Yeah, so there's 58 coins left. Right. I ordered too many. That's, that was my fault. I anticipated larger numbers this year, which which was fine. So I do have coins remaining, and I was going. I haven't gotten around to posting yeah. on Cash Up or the Facebook groups. But anybody who is interested in purchasing a race coin... Um, you can just send me an email or uh, just m- mention it in the shout box. <clears throat> just let me know. Uh, I can get the the coins are ten bucks. I at this point, it's just you know whatever, whenever I can get rid of. I could they pay you through PayPal? Um, on they they can. Um, I actually would prefer them not to. Yeah. Because with the small well, amount, that's right. Yes. It, like, PayPal it, does charge. The PayPal if for the money to come to me, that's right. It, I'd have to withdraw the money and then on. There's other things around, like there's PayPal charges, and it's not a lot, but it's still. It'll take any any profit. any little anything that I can get from that, and I don't. I'm, I I would rather it be 
you know, face to face. I'll forget I'll, I said that. <laughs> you know, meet somewhere, whatever. Go to an event, and we can meet up at a, one of the. Bring to events, and I'm just telling anybody if I got yeah. some. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if anybody's interested in the race coins, you can see them on the uh, MonktonsRaceForCash.com page under prizes. It shows a picture of the uh, the Geo coins, so you can uh, you can check them out there. I'm going to have them available for the foreseeable future. So, uh, looking forward. Uh, to the next one. Not sure if it'll be next year. Haven't decided on whether or not I'm going to skip next year. Well, we're trying to make Fun Day bigger. And yeah. Tr- and the Mega. So maybe it'd be an, a time to take a year off. But anyway, it's your decision. Yeah, I, I, I had said, you know, that I wanted... I had thought about the fifth year being the last year. And had I been able to, to do the things I'd wanted to do, it would have been. But... You know, I think it's it is five years is a nice little stretch. Maybe take a year off with the bigger things that we're doing next year, and then come back the following year and and kick it off again, kind of thing. So. Or maybe just go real big because it's going to be the year of the big caches. <laughs> maybe if maybe. we can get through the Mayan calendar thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We might not be here in July. Uh, yeah, in July. You're missing an event here too. Which the, one? The last one you didn't discuss yet. The uh... caching down under. Oh yes, okay. So uh, I haven't got to that. Well, let me do the uh, let me do the caches by first. Oh, okay. okay. I thought that was part of the events. No, no, no. That was just because uh, I have it under caching stories. So, <laughs> I see. Um, just a uh, real. I, I grabbed a bunch more from the last time because I actually made this in July of last year. Okay. And I added I added more today. So you know, there's a lot of caches been hidden in the last two months. So I'll just list off some names: Tracker Two Thirty, True North Eighteen Sixty Seven, Cable Guy One, Woody Four Thirty Seven, who I've seen since I actually wrote this, has done a lot. There's a whole ton of them by this guy. Yeah. Uh, Lou Fan, Robin Sheila, Marakma, Waymore Jean, Runner Girl just did a whole ton of them in the Fredericton area. Yeah, I think it's a 32 series. Something yeah. like that. Uh, I saw EBE51 has some out. Night Blossom did a whole bunch. Uh, Mud in the Face is still hiding like crazy. I saw Zonker hit a bunch of new ones. I... His clown ones. Is that what that's called? He's the master clown. <laughs> is he? Okay. Oh, but they're awesome listings. Just a picture of a clown with a name tag, and that's the name of the cash. <laughs> no write-up, no anything, just a clown. <laughs> nice. I didn't even go in. I just saw like a whole bunch of Zonker caches. I'm like, oh, okay. He's, he's At least he's still in it. That's right. And uh, Canada Proud is another cashier name that I saw in there. So when, uh, There's an event here that, uh, re- that you didn't mention that happened yesterday in Salisbury. Oh night, yes, night, night blossoms night event. Night blossoms event. A comic, the comical comical caches, series. Comical, it was yeah. all based on on comic characters. Yeah. And she said they had thirty five people. Oh, good, good. And quite a few people did the passport and got their. It's a non trackable trinket or of some sort. I don't okay. know what it is that the uh, town of Salisbury gave them. Okay, cool. And then they had some stuff from you had donated some stuff. Some other yeah. people had geo freaks gave them some trackable geo freaks tags. Ah, oh, speaking of which, I got a ton of that stuff still sitting in an envelope somewhere to bring it in an event, and I keep forgetting it. <laughs> yeah, so um, she had a good little event. Six caches came out, and cool. everybody raced out to get them. Good, good. Yeah, she was pretty excited. Yeah, that and, and the caches she put down in um, in the Funny Trailway as yeah, well. Yeah, What a spot. Man, if you haven't been there, go. I, I didn't have time to find the caches when I was there because I was hiding my own. Good spot, though, you said? Oh, wonderful spot to visit. Great don't don't plan to go there and just geocache. You know, take some time for, to enjoy the view. Go to the visitor center, 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 <laughs> and and those things like that. Like, plan an afternoon. It's oh, going to yeah? take you a couple hours to find twenty five, twenty six caches in there anyway. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Hmm, cool. Um, so as as Ken mentioned, he said uh, caching down under. So uh, I was very fortunate in that I uh, I actually got sent to uh, Brisbane and Sydney, Australia, for my work. 
So uh, for those who don't know, I'm a technical trainer, so I got got sent down there for uh, some work, and uh, so I got the opportunity to actually do some uh, some geocaching down there. And I actually went to an event. I went to a geocaching event in Sydney. It was in uh, I can't remember the name of the park. It's awful of me, but I had to go to the uh, I had to go to this park, and it was a flash mob event. And you had to sing this song. Waltzing Matilda. Waltzing Matilda. I read, I, I read the listing event. Oh, did you? The event listing. Yes, you had to sing Waltzing Matilda, and then at the very end you had to sing the, uh, the Australian National Anthem. Now, the thing that was kind of interesting about the event was the fact that it was a non-Australian. It was actually a, a, a tourist who hosted the event. Wasn't he Denmark or Norway? Uh, Norway. Norway, were, yeah. She was Norwegian. She, okay, yes. And so there was a whole bunch of people. It was apparently 25 cashers there. And... Uh, you know, really, really friendly. I had all I had like twenty five trackables I brought with me, mm-hmm. so I unloaded all of them at that event. Got rid of all of them. The only ones that I didn't uh, that I didn't unload there were uh, Nemo's coin. Nemo had given me, I think it was his thousand find yep. uh, milestone coin, and uh, he wanted me to put it somewhere, so I actually put it in a cache um, in Cairns, Australia, which is north of Brisbane. Uh, if you want to do the uh, the Great Barrier Reef tour, that's where you go to to take the tour. And they have a big there's a big beach there, and there was caches like two or three caches along the beach in that area. So I was trying to find one that wasn't a micro that I could actually put his coin in. So I I dropped a coin in there. Um, same kind of caches, same same stuff we see here. You know, like yep. micros are my, like nanos were popular. I didn't see a single 35 millimeter canister, uh, but lock and locks and other you know. Same same yeah. exact kind of container, so that was a that was pretty cool. And I did uh, I did a virtual about offers in the uh, it's called the Circular Key, right the right in the harbor where uh, what is it the Opera House the Sydney Opera yep. House. So there's the harbor there, and there's all the docks and all that kind of stuff that's there. There's uh, there's these giant I almost want to call them benchmark type marks in the in the boardwalk area and each of them has the name of an author and it talks a little bit about the author has their picture kind of carved in it or whatever and there was a virtual at that spot and you had to pick an author and nominate they said nominate two of their pieces of works so you just basically google the author pick one of them and take a picture it was a, that was pretty cool i was actually very happy to get were they a, local art, authors no 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 there's like one of them was like a well sir arthur conan doyle okay yeah. so like international authors but uh, very, very cool. I, I had already been down there and walked around. I never even noticed it. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to go out and do the virtual tonight. And I'm like, oh, well, I've already been here. And I, then I started notice. So I walked all along the all along the pier and saw all these markers. Well, so it was really, 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 really cool. So if you're if you're fortunate enough to go to, uh, to Australia, there's definitely caches down there. Um, I did find it interesting that I could not get a pocket query of 1,000. None of my pocket queries would return 1,000 caches. Hmm. I ran one in Sydney, I ran one in Brisbane, I ran one in Cairns, and Brisbane and Cairns, within 30 kilometers, like I did a 30-mile, a 30-mile yes. pocket query, and it still did not break the 1,000. So I could have gone higher, but there was no way I was ever going to go that far anyway, so, uh, especially Cairns. Cairns, I don't think I got more than 350 caches within, like, 50 miles of that spot. So uh, Australia's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> Believe it or not. It is big. It's a long, long flight I had. Well, I came back, and I went to... I had a layover in San Francisco. So I grabbed some caches in San Francisco. I got a 
there was a virtual there. It was, oh, me and, Cla- anybody that knows me and knows me well knows I'm really into classic arcade games. Like, I really love the old school games, like the, you know, your Pac-Man. You have sending- one in your office. Yes, I have one in my office. So, um, but it was a, it was a museum. It was a classic games museum that you could go really? into. And they had all these old vintage arcade games, but then they had like vintage carnival games. You know, like you, you'd, you'd put uh, a quarter in and you push the button or whatever. And then like the, the mannequin or whatever would tell your fortune. And it had all like back from like the thirties and the forties. And one of the, uh, it was a virtual cash and it, it was called, uh, laughing Sal, I think it was. And it was this, this big machine, which had this, I don't know, mannequin of a woman dressed in like a maid's outfit. And it, it says she's laughing or whatever. And it said you had to, you had to say what she was wearing um, and you had the, the previous finder had to pose a question about something in the museum. And then the next finder would answer that question and pose their own. Right. So the one, they said something about what was the, uh, what's the, what dance is the girl doing under the red and blue lights is what the one I saw. And you had to go, I had to go through, I'm looking through the whole place for this machine with this little dancer. And it was, it was just like an old, old, from like 1960, little plastic dancer in this thing you put a button push a button and she dances and it says watch her do the can can okay so i put that in my log so that was that was really really cool and if you're ever in san francisco and you go to fisher's fisherman's wharf you have to watch the bushman have you ever seen the bushman on youtube no but i will now you look up the san francisco bushman i had heard about this guy and i know this has nothing to do with geocaching but it was so funny like Four and a half years ago, one of the guys I worked with was doing a lot of work in San Francisco, and he was talking about this Bushman. And so he's like, oh, go on YouTube and look him up. So I looked him up, and I was laughing about it. And then when I showed up there on my layover, there he was, and, and people are laughing at what he's doing. And all he does, so you, he's he's this homeless guy, and he's, he sits behind, like, a big planter that's on our planter or garbage can, and he's got two bushes that he holds right in front of him and he's crouched down like this and all he does is wait for people to walk by and goes like he opens the two bushes and growls at them to scare them and that's all he does all day long and he's got like a little tip jar or whatever that people donate and the streets are lined with people that are just watching and waiting because People aren't suspecting, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody comes by, and everybody starts laughing. If you go on YouTube and, and YouTube, uh, uh, do a search on YouTube for San Francisco Bushman, or maybe even just Bushman, yeah. you will see. I'm sure there's dozens of videos awesome. of the guy. Really, really funny. I had a question about Australia. Everyone's dying to know, does the water total actually go opposite? That is a uh, that is an urban <laughs> legend. Yeah. I got asked that question so many times while I was down there. I knew that. And... <laughs> The funny thing is, is that their toilets aren't the same. They don't have a, a handle. Yeah. All the toilets down there have two buttons on the back, and you push one for like heavy and one for light. Yeah, they have some of them here too. And but the but it doesn't swirl. None of the toilet, the water didn't swirl in any of them because the instead of the water coming out all the little holes around the edge yeah. and it turning, <clears throat> most of the toilets I saw, the water actually shot out the front. So, like, if you're looking at the bowl in the circle, the bottom of it would shoot water out the front, and there'd be there was nowhere else the water came. So, I never even saw the water swirl in the toilet. And so, because I, I was doing the same thing, I was looking and looking and looking to see if I could see it. And then I'm like, okay, this, this, there's no way this is real. And I Googled it finally, and I found it on Snopes, and it said, well, that's yeah. because if you're at the equator, water should just go straight down. Yeah. <laughs> or like an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Flush an airplane well, yeah. toilet. Yeah. So, uh, yes yeah, so and no, it doesn't. It's okay. Cool. <laughs> um. 
All right, so are we missing any events or other stories? Do you have any other of your own cashier stories to share this uh, this summer? From this summer? Yeah, so no, far. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah? I haven't done much since PEI. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right, well, I'll go to our, our topic of the month. I only had one, and I don't know how long this will last, but we can... I know you have a couple other things you wanted to mention, so... <clears throat> yeah. I actually wanted to uh, to have a little conversation and chat a little bit about uh, I call it the the forgotten cash types. So these are ones that uh, you know people don't hear much about, and I know I have one in there that's not a cash. So, um, but um, right. you know, many many people now generally they're finding traditionals or puzzles. You know, you get the odd multi. I saw Heath hit new a, one come out today. Yeah. Um, so multis are are, are still. I don't want to say popular, but you still see them coming out, and, and people do certain areas. Ottawa's got a lot. Yeah, um, but there's other caches that are are very uncommon. Like we don't have well, the first one on my list here. We don't have any of these in Moncton at all. Um, of well, any of the, of the first three, yeah. So, for example, so the ones I have listed in my first little thing here are uh, locationless caches, virtuals, and webcam caches. So locationless. Those all, those all have been archived and locked. You can't yeah. actually log a location list, which kind of sucks because I like the icon. I have. I don't even know if you can actually go and look at one. I wouldn't even know where to go. You'd Somebody to, might have it on someone's profile. Yeah, you'd have to go to somebody's profile and look it up because they yeah. all got moved to uh, waymarking. Um, Along with all the McDonald's and Tim Hortons. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, but like I, I remember looking at uh, Funky NASA, for example, who's done a whole bunch of different location lists. Yeah. And so anybody that's never heard of locationless, it was they, they called them uh, reverse caches too, where instead of actually finding a container, you actually went to a location that was described mm. in the in the actual listing. So, like for one example, there was a there was one that used to be out on uh, Irish Town Road, almost near Ammon Road. It was like a, find a. Find a place where they have like the old cart with the with the cloth covers. I don't know what they're called, but like the old old fashioned carts that you would have on the back with a horse or whatever, and it has the the cloth or straw type cover on it. And they had number one scout had a cache inside of one of them, and I know like I had seen that on Funky's profile. So you'd find a location, then report that location in your log, and then you, that's how you log the find. So the location list could be find a round building. And so you'd find, go to. I think a popular one was find a street that's your name. Yeah. Like I'd find a Ken Street. Yeah. There's and no Reverend Slippery Avenue, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, and supposedly too, you were supposed to. You couldn't reuse. Like if that location had already been logged, you weren't allowed to log it again. It always oh, had to okay. be. But there was no way to track that. So. Yeah. And it was kind of. I, I think most people deemed locationless as kind of lame. Like that was not a very. That wasn't really geocaching. It was. That's kind of why it went to waymarking. So, yeah. I don't have one. I, I don't think Never you have will. one either. No, we so. started like a month apart. Yeah, so I like the icon. I have almost mm. all. I'm only missing one icon. Other than that, now, and I'll, maybe I'll get that next year. But <laughs> um, so another one that I have here is virtuals. So I'm trying to think what icon you don't have. I don't have the block party. Oh, okay. Which went on this this weekend. That's right. K fifty seven is going to have that's, one. That's where he got the block party because I have the. I have the 10-year block party. Yes. I have that icon, which came out once. But the block party happens on on geocaching day, day every year now, yeah. uh, since the 10-year anniversary. So, I'm going to. I wonder if they'd ever uh, consider letting areas have their own in, in a year or two. Maybe. Like, 
have their own. Like each state could have one. Each province could have one. Somewhere. See, that, that would be nice because then I wouldn't have to fly to Seattle to get that one. Exactly. Icon. So. Um, but virtuals are another one that we don't, in New yeah. Brunswick, are very uncommon. There's only a handful here. And uh, I love yeah. virtuals. Yeah, I, I like them really too. like them. I, I, uh... Well, there's no work. No. You just go there and take a picture, usually. Take a picture, find some... Yeah. ...stat or whatever. Not like an earth cache where you have to think. <laughs> um, but I have... Virtuals are one where I travel for my job. I'm always looking for virtuals. Yeah, me too. And I have, go uh, I believe I'm up to 57 virtuals. Oh, I'm nowhere near that. Uh, but it might that, be a dozen. But that's, I mean, I, I whenever I travel for work, that's, yeah. I'm always looking at virtuals. Um, and webcam <coughs> caches are another one, which are, are less popular than virtuals, but they're also extremely uncommon. Um, and I, I like doing those as well. Those are, uh, those are kind of interesting. Um, I actually find them much better when uh, I can use my phone to take the picture. <laughs> that makes it much easier. Yeah, I've, I've got the one at Dal, and I've got the one at uh, Parliament in Ottawa. I don't have the one at St. John. No? I think that's at that, uh, Robich. R- Robich? Is that name? Redwich? No, not Redwich. R-O-B-I-C-H. I think it's in her oh. actual backyard. Out her well, it was in, yeah, it's out like in a garage. Somebody's yeah, yeah and I think that's who it is. I think it's okay. hers. Well, I... Yeah. And so. I've never, I've been close to it, but I've never really, as soon as you, you cross the, the bridge there, oh, yeah. it's right in that neighborhood, I've, I've never really gone in there. My, my wife went to a wedding? I think she went to a wedding in St. John. She went to a wedding once, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she went to a wedding in St. John, and I drove her, and yeah. while she was at the wedding, I went caching, and I think that was one that I actually got, was there. Yeah, um, I think you might have that one, yeah, now that you mentioned um, so I also mentioned benchmarks, which don't count against your fines. I only have six virtuals, by the way. Sorry. Six virtuals. That's it. Which ones do you have? I don't know. <laughs> I can let you know. <laughs> but yeah, benchmarks, they have an existence in Canada. I don't think no, ever... they don't have them at all they, in Canada. They, but they, do they still have them in the U.S.? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but it's not through geocaching, is it? Not it, anymore? You, can, you still log them, but they don't, like, and they show up in your profile, but they don't count as a find. Because they're, they're not technically, they're not considered a geocache, so they don't. Yeah, I have six, don't. six virtuals. The uh, tree within the old city in Quebec, the cannonball. Oh, that was an awesome cache. Then first post Halifax, first post Charlottetown. I still haven't got the one at Fredericton. I've been there so many times. I got one in Niagara Falls. I got one in Prince Edward Island called Elevation Zero. And I got the amazing caverns of Kitts Cave, which is the Dr. Livingston one, adopted by Red Witch. Where is that? That is on the way down towards St. Martin's, actually. Oh, down see, in that I, area. Ha- I haven't been to that area at all. Yeah. And there's... It's down in that area, in behind Sussex. Because there's, uh, there's, there's virtuals at, uh, on Graham and Ann Island, too, isn't there? There there's, could be, I'm not sure. There's two or three, I think, in that area. My uh, uncle lives there. I, I can go anytime I want and <laughs> see a place to stay. I wouldn't mind going out there to, to do some of the caches because I know there's a ton of earth caches and I know there's some virtuals. And, and I there's love still them. one out on an island just off of there that you got to take a boat to. It's a small little, oh, little tiny island that no one lives on. Really? And somebody went out and put a cache and no one's been able to find it. it really? It like 2007 it was put out. Ooh, I really? think. And no one can find it. I can't remember the name of it. That's interesting. But if someone wants to look for it, there is one on an island hmm. down down... South, I think, of, of Grand Manan. I could, it's Deer Island, or okay. Wolf Island, I think they're called something okay. along those lines. Really? Yeah, down in there somewhere, there's a cache. Okay. Yeah, um, two web two webcams as well. But anyway, yeah. I, got, I got eight where I goes. 
That's quite <laughs> that's a that's a lot of it. Where it goes for this area. Yeah, I. Uh, you well, can't have that many because most of them are yours. Well, not from this area, uh, but I ever. That's another cache I look for when I travel. I did, yeah, we'll talk about that. I did. I don't know how many where I goes I've got. I think I'm probably close to twenty now, but I did one in. I did one in Australia. I did get an Australia where I go. I think. Um, but those are those are harder to find. One because they are they're even they're probably well they are rarer than webcam or virtual caches. That's just because they're so freaking difficult to put together. I mean, you've built your own. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. I I mean, I've built a bunch here. I've already archived two of the ones that I did, and it's they're well <laughs> interesting to see. Ninja Jedi tonight was asking. He's about asking it. about Heathtree's asking about it, and somebody contacted Nemo to adopt his. Yeah, I think... Rise of Night, they wanted to unarchive it and adopt it. Really? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting concept, and I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but the... Uh, like, I like to get them, but then you have all the issues with cartridges and incompatibility, and, like, I remember... I remember so vividly um, when me, Jim52, and Dragonflies went to Geo Woodstock, and we were going through Vermont on our way home, and there was a where I go cache that took you through this city in Vermont, and beautiful area, but the 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 cartridge crashed two or three times, and by the time we got to this giant tower, it crashed again, and it wouldn't take my save game, and I was I was livid because I really yeah. wanted that one cache, like it was the only one in that area that I really wanted, because I wanted to get a where I go, but it's it's so inherently unstable that when I built mine, I built it, and you have to say which machine you're building it for. Yeah, and I built mine for the Oregon because that's the most popular. Yep. And uh, it worked on every machine, but yeah. people with organs weren't getting the final coordinates. Yeah, I remember. I got them with my BlackBerry. I got them with my Android because I had both phones at the time, and people were getting them on their on their Colorados. And iPhone was working. You got your yeah, iPhone. Yeah, because mine, I had the organ and the iPhone. But the cartridge I built it for wouldn't would not give them. Yeah, it, it was so strange. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, and it's un, it's more unfortunate that the. The tools to build them are not a little bit more intuitive and if, a little if better. If they put a little bit more effort into it, it would have gone because it's such a cool idea. Yeah, it is. I still a, think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, the the ones I put the amount of time in, like the Jacobs Bridge that I was talking about today, like that one I put a lot, a lot of time into, and I really like it. You know, and then there's... Uh, the issue is, so they're no longer friends with Garmin. No, they're not. So that it's, they're not going to... It's not going anywhere. the the only The only platform they're going to have is the uh, is mobile phones. So the, the, an Android, they could build an app of themselves. Yeah, and then well, charge ten dollars for it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we were talking about where I go, and then there's um, there's actually two others out there that I was going to mention. Uh, the GPS Adventure, which is a traveling sort of show that goes from location to location, and it talks about the. Uh, it talks about GPS and geocaching and the history and blah blah blah, and it's it's this little exhibit that you know they put on in different places. So there's usually I think there's two a year. Yeah, yeah, it's like solving puzzles while you're going through. Yeah, like you, you get asked. Ted Agusher and uh, Curious by Nature went on their honeymoon. Oh yes, that's they, right. When they were in Ontario. It was there, and they went to see it. And I I did mine. I got one. I had a layover in Toronto. I purposely booked my trip to give me a layover. That's the in one Toronto. they got as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like, it, like I said, it was it was neat. It was more about I could have cared less what the exhibit was. I wanted that find icon, the little yeah. bug. That's really what I wanted. And you know what? It was it was neat. It was it was not what I expected at all. I kind of expected it to be bigger, but it's still it's it's something else. It's something that people might not know about. How do you how do they verify? Is there a log? 
book? No, uh, you, uh, you go to their site, like you, when you, when you, you get a little, it's kind of like a passport, same right. concept, and you punch it, and then you look up your name or something on this chart, and you, you stamp it or whatever, and when you go to the, the GPS exhibitor site, it asks you a couple of questions about certain things, and you put that in. It doesn't verify anything. Yeah. Uh, and then you can just log the cache. Like you log it right there live while you're there. No, not at the not at no. the, the. So anybody could really log it. Anybody could log like, one. Like any other cache, just like any other cache or any event. Like it's, it's somebody could. Okay. Somebody could log. It's an honor it. system. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the very last one, which is definitely the most uncommon cache, since there's only one of those in the entire planet left. Uh, which is the uh, which are the ape caches? So those who who don't know what the ape caches are, I think it was two thousand one. I don't know the exact year, but when uh, Planet of the Apes, the new one, came out, uh, they hit. I think it was ten caches. I think they had ten or twelve caches. Something like that. Um, fairly large, like large ammo cans, and they all, every one of them, had a, a prop from the movie in the in the ammo can. And it was a special partnership with 20th Century Fox and Groundspeak, and they, they hid these out, and they called them Project Ape Caches, and each of them were a different mission. And uh, so they were hidden all over the world, and there's only one left. So out of the 10 or 12, however many it was, there's only one left. It's in Brazil, uh, and you have to hire, apparently, a guide. You can't go to the cache yourself. It's wow. it's just because of where it is. It's that you need to have a guide. Um, so you take this guide out to this bush in the middle of nowhere, and you can get the and get the cash. They did have one uh, near Seattle, the uh, Tunnel of Light, which was a big popular one because people would go to do the Tunnel of Light, Groundspeak headquarters, and the Stash Plaque, the first geocache. They used to call it the Triad, and uh, so that that ape cache was there. Well, it had been there quite a long time, and it was it was that one in the Brazil cache. But uh, it got vandalized. The cover went missing a couple of times. And then finally the entire cache went missing. And Groundspeak had made it very, very clear that they would not replace the container on any ape cache. That once the container went missing, the cache got archived. So a lot of people were really... They were really upset when they archived that cache because it was the last one that most people could get. Um, That was the one that I got when I went out to to the 10-year... Uh, the ten year thing at Groundsby HQ, and I mean it was a great hike, great spot. And a lot of I've been seeing uh, some people still go there now. They have like a yearly event that people still go to the same spot, even though there's no. Ape I cache. saw somebody talking about that on the forum about going to the the reanimation of it or something. Or I don't know. Maybe they put a, another cache, but it's not an ape cache. Yeah, it might be another like, cache, like or, a tribute type cache. And I think there was a challenge or something because when I went, like th- there's a big long tunnel. It's like a mile and a half that you walk through the mountain in this tunnel. And the tunnel was closed because it was there was needed repair or something. It was falling apart or something. So when I went, what you, type of like a walking tunnel? It's or a walking was, tunnel. Yeah, there was no cars that could no go. No car. It's it's a hiking tunnel. So it's on the hiking trail, and you get to this tunnel and you you hike through the mountain, and it's dark enough that there's no light in there. There's no there's no light of any kind. So they tell you you got to bring a flashlight because you're not going to see in front of you. Like it's that it's because it's a really really long tunnel. But the tunnel was closed, so everybody had to do the hike. Because the hike was probably two kilometers, two or three kilometers. It's not that long, no, but it, it's no. it's up the mountain and a little bit grueling for some people. But the tunnel made it easy. You just go straight through. And I think the first 
geocaching challenge when they released challenges. I think it was tied to that tunnel and the ape cache somehow. Okay, yeah. Because there's really old caches up there. Like there's a there's a Jeremy Irish cache up there. Never failed. Um, there's a couple of other caches that are in that general area that are really really old. So, um, but the 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 whole point of this this conversation was really just to kind of it's more about awareness and kind of remind people that. You know, it's not just about traditionals and puzzles uh, or events, because events yep. are so common in New Brunswick, that there, the, there are these other kinds of caches that you can go out and find, and that it sort of expands your knowledge. Like I mentioned, Maltese, there's uh, earth caches, which you mentioned. You know, those are not as common, but they're, you, can, you, can still, you can still get them. Yeah. You can what? Letterbox. Oh, letterbox, yes, a letterbox hybrid, I mean, which... Very, they're they're easy to make. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you. You just got to put a stamp in it and an ink pad. Yeah, and call it a letterbox hybrid. Yeah, so, but I've only found sixteen of those. But PEI's got quite a few letterboxes. Yeah, I haven't. You probably found seven or eight when we were in PEI this year. That yeah, this year we found a whole bunch. Yeah, um, yeah those I haven't. I think I have more virtuals than I have letterboxes. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of a. Uh, I, I always forget about letterbox caches. See, I was because they don't really have anything that unique. In them. It, it's yeah, it's a geocache with a stamp in it. It was really so. Yeah, um, you had a couple of things you wanted to uh, to mention to our our listeners. Uh, we'll go with the quick and easy one. Um, Gwen sent out an email to everybody oh, yeah. who was involved in the Come Out and Play contest in the last couple of years, asking for any ideas, suggestions, improvements, things that you like, things you didn't like. And she's hoping people will email her back. So I told her tonight we'd do a shout-out on the podcast to remind people to find Milo's Heart. Yeah. If you don't have the email, it's look for Milo's Heart out of Fredericton and send her an email. If you're interested, come to Cash Up NB. Well, obviously, you've, you're at Cash Up NB if you're listening <laughs> to this. But uh, there would be information there. She's going to do a post. Cool. Asking, like I did for Funday Park, to get yeah. some ideas. Because we are going to make changes to Funday Park, hopefully for the better. But she'd like to get good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just less of the ugly, <laughs> um, and try to, you know, make it better, make improve it. Everything's always open for improvement. Yeah. Or change, or not change for change's sake, but, you know, there were changes made last year because of people's suggestions, and she's hoping for some more to make it more enjoyable for everybody. Yeah, yeah, hopefully... Uh Hopefully, with some of the stuff that we're doing on Cash Up, we can we can help her. I mean, she yeah. mentioned that in, the, in her email that we have a couple of things we want to try and help her because there's a lot more interest in the contest now. Yeah, we're going to automate more. So of it we want to automate some of that, and I think with that automation, we might be able to provide like, you know, maybe like some blind statistics. Not necessarily put people's names to it, but if we're automating some of that, we might be able to create like a scoreboard of some kind and leave people's names out of it. Yeah, because last year we were um, tweeting every time somebody put in uh, a submission. Yeah. Just it, saying, a submission for this was done. But this year we might be able to play with more stats because yeah. see is going to have a big fat database full of data <laughs> that he's yeah. just going to want to manipulate. So, I mean, if we can, it would be, I, I think it would be cool. I mean, I know that people are very competitive, so they don't necessarily want to share what they're doing. So that's fine. You just leave their names off of it, but you could you could post some statistics if people thought yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that won't give any information yeah. other than this is what people are doing. Yeah, so I, I think I think that would be neat. I don't know what others would think or what what uh, Milo's heart thinks, but we'll yeah. Like if they have a cache where the coordinates have to add up to a specific number, maybe that's one you don't publish because yeah. people say, "Oh, there's one," and 
then they don't have to do any thinking. Well, somebody yeah. already did the hard work of calculating all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, we'll do that. My next thing is something I found out of a geocache in Alberta. It's, it's a virtual, so it's old, although the date changes every time somebody finds <laughs> it. It's called the Brass Cup Cache. Brass Cap Cache. I can't read my own writing. Uh, it's a GC43F3, but you can add that to your notes. I'll give it to you. 43F3, yeah. 43F3. It is a cache that is virtual, and it's on. They have thousands of geodesic marker disks, brass caps, placed all over the province. And the idea when they put them out that you have to be able to see two others from every one you're at so that you can triangulate. And then when they were doing surveying, and they abandoned it in 1994 when GPS has come out. Surveyors still use them uh, when they're doing survey because it adds an extra layer of uh, accuracy to their GPS and their survey equipment. But if you go and find one, you have to post the number of it. It's like a BC something number okay. and the number of that cap with the coordinates and your picture. And that now gets changed when you find it to the location of the virtual. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I think I was display, describing it to you. I said it slightly wrong. The next person has to go out and find one that hasn't been found yet. Okay. And when they post that one, the owner of the cache goes through the list to make sure it hasn't been found before. And you should, too, yeah. if you really want it moved, and it'll move it. But you can go find it w- without moving it. You can go find it while it's still stationary. Okay. But as soon as somebody finds a new one, it's moved. Okay. So it hmm. moves around. So it's... It's, it's a moving virtual. It's a moving virtual, kind of like Bernie kind like of thing. Like a traveling right? virtual. So it's a traveling virtual. That's different. So here I am complaining about my six virtuals. <laughs> There's a geocacher in Alberta. He's been caching since 2005. He has 22,487 or she, I don't know who, 22,487 finds on 21,812 distinct caches. He has found this virtual 549 times. <laughs> oh, wow. So he's got 549 virtual finds, but they're all the same cache. Wow. I wonder if it shows up as... Well, it would be the same code. It's the same code over and over and over again. Yeah, so he'd only have one actual virtual find, wouldn't he? Yeah. When you look at your little your, oh, your stats. if it would count them. That's a good question. I don't know if it would... It's the same code, so I don't know if it, it actually increments the count on... I, w- I think it probably does. I think it probably does because if you log a regular cache twice, your, n- your, number, your number goes up. up. Yeah. So this would be the same cache logged hmm. twice. I wonder, in the statistics, does it show unique logs versus... Because I know in... in uh... If you look at your statistics, it'll tell you you found this many caches and of this many distinct. Okay, okay. So, so it does... they, sh- they should match. If they don't match, you've logged something twice. Twice, yeah. This guy's logged one cache 549 times. There's others that are in the 400s, 200s, 300s. Yeah. There's quite a few. Some people have found 10, but there's a lot of ones. The thing that's interesting about that is that you really... It's the same cache listing, but it is not the same cache because it is a different spot. You're going, you're going and finding a different location. location. So it would be like me moving a cache. Yeah. And you look logging it in a new spot. That's a that's a really interesting variation on that. And it's whole. a virtual and it's one of those things, do you want to have that on your stats? That many yeah. times, one cache that many times. <clears throat> and some people say, Cool, it's a, this guy's probably proud of his five hundred and forty nine finds on well, yeah. of these of these discs. He had to go out and find each one. Yeah. And there some of them are in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of pictures on this. But G C four three F three. Check it out. It's pretty cool. There's not much explanation there, so I actually had to go and read on the forums what it was about. Oh, okay. That's where I f- saw it on the forums. Hmm. But there's always caches that cause controversy. And yeah. Some people are going to say, I, 
get it once and never get it again. Some people might say, I'd go find it but not log it again. Well, there's a... Uh, that actually reminds me of Funky's got a, a benchmark cache. It, it's, it's, it's very similar, similar to some of yeah, the bench. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's you have exact... to find three of these markers in Moncton. Yeah, and they're just the little discs that you see in your front lawn. I have three on my property. <laughs> oh, okay, those little the red the little the, the little red caps. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. My when my property was surveyed, my my front corner was not done, but my other three corners, the back and the two sides, uh, I have three of them on my property to mark my property line. I I could have giving him those three numbers off them <laughs> and logged without ever leaving my yard. I still had to go down to uh, Harrisville to find the actual cache because it's on the Harrisville Boulevard. Yeah. But I never did log that one, but I have three of them in my yard. <laughs> nice. Cool. That is a, that is a pretty neat... Uh, it's different, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely yeah. different. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, we're, we're... getting close to an hour here. Yeah, now, we're, so. I, think we're, I think we're doing well, so... Uh, People are tired of listening to us talk. <laughs> we can... Uh, Yep. Kind of move along, so just talking a little bit about uh, things that are coming up as far as the events. So if you're looking at different uh, geocaching events, and these are the ones that kind of uh, popped out. And I'll say the MAGA right off the bat, July 20th, 2013. I know I yep. have that listed there. I'm not going to be listing it every month in the podcast <laughs> until next year. We'll certainly year. be talking a little more about it next, next spring. Yeah, yeah. So new, I mean, new stuff comes out. It'll be, uh, it'll be coming up over the course of the next year. Um, the standard breakfasts are coming out. I think we've got the, the Moncton, Fredericton, St. John, and I don't know if there's a, uh, uh, the one. They're not the doing things. one this month because of the Earthcatch Mega just around the corner. Ah, that's no. true. So they said that they weren't doing one this month. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was actually supposed to go to that, but I ended up selling my registration to Paul and Stacy. <laughs> yes. So, um... There's a corn boil. Mud in the face is corn boil. I think this is their fourth year. I Where do they do that one? There's one that's done at Fredericton. This one's down in St. John area, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It's they used to do one out in McDonough Park. At least the last couple of years, are has Oh been yeah, one. okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, I saw that the uh, Paul and Stacy, speaking of them, are doing a uh, a thing at the bridge. Well, they're not. Well, I know they aren't, but they're in coordination with them. Yes. Lost in space. Who are from? Do we know where they're from? Louisiana, Georgia, something like that. Down in the states. And they're going to be in the area. So but they are the host of the event. Yeah, they're hosting Paul and Stacey are sort of getting them a venue and getting it all set up. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of the cool. The world-famous Paul and Stacey, according to the listing. <laughs> the world-famous, yes, indeed. Yes. Um, there's also the MGA's Mount Carlton event for uh, kayakers and this geocaching. Weekend. Which is, that's coming up, so you can take a look at that. And I noticed the... Uh, KFD's Take a Ride ice cream event is uh, is up and running again. I know that they yeah, have a few of those a year. In, yeah. in, well, in summer. Yeah, the summery months. So yeah. I've I've done a couple of those. Those are you know nice nice to have little uh, little breather from the heat, especially given the heat. Yeah, you've wing. had a couple of Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. a couple of DQ ones, um, and I think that's all. I, I'm I'm thinking there's might be another couple of events that are there, but I know that uh, there's a lot of breakfasts, and those are the ones that sort of stood out. So if I'm that's, missing any, yeah, I can't not, think of any right offhand. I'm not slighting anybody. It just that's what I've jotted down tonight. Yeah. Um, and I, that's really, really all I kind of have for now. Um, I know that uh, Ken, you had mentioned the. Uh, I already mentioned it, really. Yeah, the new the new Riverview thing in October. So uh, we're going to be seeing that. Um, I know I mentioned this the last podcast that there's some there was recent changes or new changes coming up for Cash Up New Brunswick. So you've now seen the the recent log. We kind of had that in the we've had, kind of had that in the can for probably a month or two now, uh, but just with schedules and stuff, never got a chance to uh, to get around. Are you looking at events right now? Yeah, no, you got them all. You got them all. Yeah, there was a brunch and uh, the Fredericton breakfast today, and it was an international geocaching day barbecue barbecue down in. Um, St. John area. Okay, cool. And I'm just looking. I, th- I think they had a, 
a fairly good turnout. Cool. Well, that I mean, yeah, thirty-one attended logs. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, especially given the fact that you got the, you know, it was a you get a souvenir, and that's an easy way to get the souvenir for that particular day. Yes, uh, because the tenth anniversary there was two events. Yeah, there was one Saturday and then one Sunday. Yeah, so people could. And I, I actually got two of both of them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know when this is going to happen, but I figured I'd mention it. Um, going to try and do a uh, Cash Up New Brunswick event in Sussex, of all places. Kind of centralized, because the, the theme of the event, I'll, I'll, I'll leave ambiguous for the moment. Um, but I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's kind of meant to, to attract people from the three major cities, from St. John, Frederick, and Moncton. And I, I know we, I have had a tendency to host a lot of stuff in Moncton, and I've kind of talked about trying to get Cash Up to, to do some things in different areas. But I know that, you know, the different regions, like the Fredericton guys, they, they really do their they're really self-contained. They they take really good care of their own their own sort of geocaching world, and and they lean on us as we need to. Uh, St. John's pretty independent of themselves, so you know it. it we're kind of doing our thing, and but we're if, also, there was, if there was less events, people would travel more. But yeah, we all love events in all those three places. Yeah, yeah. people don't travel for them. And I think for for cash up, it seems like the, the the big events that we're putting on now seem to be more focused on the. The things like Fundy and the capturing the bay and the Riverview stuff, like all those different things. So you know, there's there's going to be a few, a few more like that that'll come out down the road. But yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't I haven't had the time to really dig into this because I have a, an idea for an event. I think that you know we haven't seen one like that in a while or ever since I've been caching in this area. So I thought it would be kind of cool. So stay po- tuned for that. Hopefully, I'd like to say October. I have three weeks that I'll be gone again in September, so it's not likely for me to be attending any events then. Um, but hopefully October, November, and uh, aside from that, I think I think that uh, wraps us up for the night. You got any uh, final words there, Mister Slippery? No, there's going to be some more changes coming up to see you and cash up and be in the yep. future. Yeah, we've got. Well, we got a couple things. A couple of a couple of things definitely in the can right now that. We're close. Yeah, really, really close. Ready, almost ready to uh, to push out. Uh, Evil C is working hard on on finalizing that. We got our approval from uh, Groundspeak to to move them forward. So uh, when that when that comes, it'll be nice. And if Internet Explorer would stop updating <laughs> yeah. the, the stuff that only a couple people use, but it messes everybody up. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, because I broke. I broke the site the other day yeah. when I installed the recent uh, the recent log addition onto Cash Up New Brunswick. It actually anybody that was using Internet Explorer nine it broke the site. The site looked a mess. Apparently, EBE can speak to that. Um, and as it turns out, it was actually uh, Evil C thought it was the the form widget, like the contact form. Um, and as it turns out, it was actually the the widget that manages the quickies. Was the thing that, that displays was? the quickies, because we when we did it the other night, when we turned it on, it was the same thing. It wouldn't it wouldn't come up correctly in IE nine with that on. And as soon as I turned that off, it fixed it. So, so Chris says to me, he says he says, can I just get rid of that and rewrite the thing? And that's what he he did. He wrote twenty eight lines of code, half of which are comments. <laughs> and uh-huh. you look at the plugin, and that it's like it is. It's this tiny little block of code that replaced the whole thing. So, the, the quickies are back, and uh, and now we don't have the problem with the uh, with the recent logs. So. Um, but yeah, hopefully, definitely before the end of the year, you'll see um, another integration piece to our integration with geocaching.com. I'm looking forward to that, uh, yeah. where that'll go. So, so that said, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have a continue on our monthly podcast cycle. If not, well, whenever we get a chance, 
and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, and we'll try to have some guests next month. Yes, guests, somebody. <laughs> we haven't had one just two of us in a while. Yeah, it's true. It's it's nice to actually have guests. So, yeah. All right, well, uh, this is Zor and Revan Slippery signing off for the Cashers Corner. Have a good one.